Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fourth episode of the Pit Pops Podcast. It's me, Briar Fritz, joined along with Spicy. We're going to dig in real quick because we do have another special guest. Um, I'm going to throw up a video on Monday, which will be today, on who it is. And if you guys guessed it right and you want a sticker, we'll give out a sticker. So uh, don't be afraid to partake in that. So we're going to start off with uh, USAC at Wayne County. On the 18th, Jade Abadigian was quick time with 10.72 seconds. Oh, 0.72 seconds, excuse me. Uh, heat races, Kevin Thomas Jr., Jason Persley, and Gavin Miller. Semi-feature, Logan Seavey, Jacob Denny, Carter Sarf, Emerson Axum, Dan Robinson, D-Rob's getting up in there, Jake Andretti, and Bradley Fizzard? Fizzard? I think uh, Jake is Andorati. Andorati? That's on me. I apologize on that, yes. guys. Me or uh, Spicy, who cares? Uh, <laughs> and then the feature, you have Tanner Thorson, Logan CV, and Zach Dom. I'm not going to lie, I did not watch that at all. I know I didn't. I've been moving in still. <laughs> we had You and I both had busy weekends this week. Um, oh, yeah. It is good to see Tanner Thorson get back in the win column, though. I feel like that's a name that a lot of people knows, but it's been a while since he's been in there. Um, oh, it's definitely been a while in whatever he's run, really, honestly, to get a win. Yeah. It seems like the past, well, this year, he really hasn't been uh, a too dominant force like we've seen in years past. Yeah. I but I will say, his car paints are getting worse, too. <laughs> Look good, feel good, right? Oh, yeah. Um... Then you had the uh, midgets at Bettenhausen. I don't know how. To... Oh, that's the state fair. That's the state fair, dummy. Bettenhausen. Um, Logan CV quick time thirty one three one seven. That's that's hauling for a midget. And then uh, oh yeah, hauling ass. CV takes a win. Shane the throttle coddle is in second. Justin Grant with third. Uh, there's a note here. Taylor Ferns had a twenty sixth to twelfth run. So that's a that's making up some time there. Oh, hard charger probably. So I would imagine that got to come with some uh, nice little paycheck bonus. Like $30? Better than nothing. <laughs> it's enough for one meal for you, Spicy. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, no. This... You need to be throwing shade here now. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is one that I wanted to watch, but again, I didn't have freaking time. If you're wondering why I have a hat on, I coached today. And it was so hot that we only got we got restricted to an hour of practice time. So I have greasy hair. So I put a hat on side. Uh, we'll go with it for now. Um, Tanner Thorson, quick time. And again, Thorson is trying to put himself in there. I like Macon. I'm not going to lie. I think Macon with midgets are freaking... I was excited to watch it, but I never got time to watch it this weekend. But I think midgets at Macon would have been awesome to watch. Um... Tanner Thorson, quick you didn't time. Watch the highlights? No, dude. When I say I've been busy, I mean I have been busy. I watched the highlights, and that was nice, boring. Let me tell you. Was it top dominant, or was it too lame? From the highlight reel, it kind of looked like around the top, but you know that's not saying that's what it was. You know, earlier, because I only saw the highlights for the feature, because that's what they posted, so. Um, he races, Cannon McIntosh, Thomas Mesrall. Timez is back. That's good to see him back. I'm excited to get him back. I know he's been back for a little bit, but it's still good to have a face like that back in the pits. Uh, he three with Dason Persley. I think it was Macon where Dason had the fastest 10-lap average. It was a record that was broken, and it was a record that was made back in 1992. Or something like that. It's been a hot minute, but I did see that. Um, semi-feature. That's impressive. I know. To be able to be, to be consistent that many laps in a row. I mean, I don't I don't know what happened to him in the feature, but we'll get there. Jason McDermott, uh, semi-feature winner. Brian Wiedemann. I'm pretty sure he drove the Bell, or not the Bell, the uh, Chad Boat Industries car. Taylor Reimers in third. Ethan Mitchell fifth, or fourth. Flying Ryan Timms is in fifth. Jake, you can say his last name? Andorati. Andorati. 
was six, and Daniel Adler was seven. Um, feature time, Logan Seavey takes another win. Gavin Miller second, and Tanner Thorson third. So Logan Seavey picks up two wins this weekend, which is pretty solid for him. And then he picked up a – well, heck, look, I didn't pick this up. Wayne County on Friday, he was the winner of a semi-feature and then second in the feature. Talk about all an ass back to the front. Um, but yeah, he picks up two wins this weekend. We're gonna go on to the World of Outlaws in House Energy. Uh, they were at Jackson Motorplex on the 17th, so that was Thursday. Tanner Holmes, second time with the World of Outlaws, goes quick time in his second ride. Uh, it's cool to see him coming from Oregon to get in some World of Outlaw time. It's good to see him get a ride and. We'll talk about him a little bit later because he had a good run in the feature. So he, uh, quick time, quickest chicken, Chase Randall was first in his heat, which was the first heat. Robbie Price was heat winner. Tim Keating and Corey Eliason was, they were all heat winners. Uh, the dash, you had Donnie Schatz in first. Tanner Holmes takes second. Talking about, <laughs> talking about learning from the best. He just followed Donnie Schatz the whole time, which, I mean, yeah, it pays off. Better in there. Yeah, uh, James McFadden, third. Giovanni Seltzi, uh, fourth. Justin Sanders, fifth. Carson Macedo, sixth. Michael Buddy Kofoid was seventh. And Corey Lyson, eighth. Uh, last chance showdown, Spencer Basin was first. Corey Day, second. Uh, Lachlan McHugh was third. And Rusty Hickman was fourth. Did I say uh, Lachlan's name right? I think so. <laughs> At least that's how I would have pronounced it. And we all know I'm not the greatest at English. Yeah, trust me. We all saw the interview with Rod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, feature time, James McFadden was the winner. Uh, Donnie shot second. And in a second ever start with the World of Outlaws, Tanner Holmes gets third. That's a solid. That's a solid second start, if you ask me. Not many people can go in and say they even really finished third with the World of Outlaws. Nonetheless, in your second only start, exactly. to be able to compete among the best of the best. It's cool to see people like him get a chance to like get that offer. Like we talked about with uh, last week with Steven Snyder Jr. Like it was, it's good to see people get that chance, and then to see them do good is even better. Uh, hard charger of the night was Rico. He went 18th to 9th. Rico's always putting on a good show. It doesn't matter where he's at in the field. We short leg, know. short temper, maybe. What'd you say? Short leg, short temper. Man, that's mean. It's I not hope, mean. I hope he sees you and headbutts you in the nuts. I think... It, uh, I don't think I deserve that. I do. That was rude. Friday night, they were back at Jackson Motorplex. Giovanna Celsi takes quick time, which was actually slower than the first night. Uh, actually, no, it's quicker than the first. I'm so confused. I scrolled up, and I got my notes all wrong. Okay, Giovanna Celsi was slower the second night, but he's quick time on the night. David Gravely and Madison, Corey Lyson, and Sam Herfertipi Jr. I don't know how to say that name. Uh, they all were heat race winners. Giovanni Celsi, McFadden, Logan Schuhart, Carson Macedo, Buddy Kofoid, Brock Zierfoss, Brett Sweet, or Brad Sweet, ugh, Brad Sweet, and Ian Madsen. All one, two, three, one through eighth in the dash. Um, last chance showdown, Caleb Johnson, Cole Macedo, Austin Wheatley, and Lachlan McHugh were one, two, three, four there. Feature time is James McFadden. Giovanni Celsi takes second, and Macedo takes third. Hard charger was Caleb Johnson, P21 to P12. So that's not bad. Um, if you want to take the next one, a lot of these races this week, fucking a lot of people have been charging through the field. Almost, I think everyone was at least plus nine. I mean, that ain't easy. Nonetheless. You know, going up four or five, but going up almost ten. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and take this? Uh, you have to be one? moving. Uh. <laughs> you want me to take it? It's in my notes. I have it. 
Okay, so this would have been... Saturday the 19th. Okay, yep. So they were still at Jackson Motorplex. Quick time was Tanner Holmes again with a 13.427. So slower than the uh, first two nights. For heat, races, for heat race winners, heat race one was Brad Sweet. Heat race two was Tanner Holmes. Heat race three was Justin Sanders. Uh, for the King of the Hill, first was James McFadden. Second was Carson Macedo. Third was Brad Sweet. Fourth was Giovanni Selzy. Fifth was Johnny Schatz. Sixth was Buddy Kofoid. Seventh was Justin Sanders. And eighth was Tanner Holmes. Then in the last chance showdown, you had Lachlan McHugh uh, winning it. Caleb Johnson second. Ian Madsen third. Brooke Tantanel fourth. And then in the feature... Carson Macedo won. Brad Sweet finished second. Donnie Schatz finished third. And your hard charger was Spencer Baston going up eight positions from 18th to 10th. I'm not going to lie, you sound like my voicemail machine. You saying that was a little robotic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I figured I'd give you a chance, but that's funny and crap. Um, now we get How into the next funny? <laughs> Eighth was. Ba ba ba. Seventh was blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, now we get back to our neck of the woods. Um, <laughs> man, have I heard a lot of stuff about this weekend from 24. Oh, I heard there's <laughs> some. There is some gossip and Facebook warriors going on. I, I love me some Facebook, man. Um, Bro, I love keyboard warriors. We're going to start out with the junior sprints. McKenna Corinne, she goes back to victory lane in junior sprints. She started third, finished first. Ryan Uli was fourth, finished second. Paxton Perry started eighth, finished third. Declan Fitzpatrick finished or started thirteenth and finished fourth. Riley Conley was started second, finished fifth. So I think Fitzpatrick had a good run from thirteenth to fourth. Let's. Not, yeah, that's not a too shabby run, especially uh, even in junior sprints. So it's not like they pack a whole lot of power. And no. traditionally, don't really to pass. You have to wait for mistakes to happen. Or, well, you could force mistakes to happen. Yeah. Junior sprint is all fun and games until you make that one mistake. Yep. Mm, let's go to the restrictor. You had Colton Spencer. He started fourth, finished first. Uh, Kale Cannon was fifth, finished second. Adam Artman started sixth, finished third. Brantley Henderson started second, finished fourth. Gavin Burge started tenth, finished fifth. But the hard charger was Presley Horvath, who started 14th and finished eighth. It looks like to me, between restrictors and the junior sprints, is that it was pretty, it was pretty racy track. Yeah, I mean it was. For them, the bottom was pretty, really good. I mean, well, when isn't it good? For, when isn't it good for them? But you know, there was actually some pretty good action going on in the restrictor feature. Um, people diving high and low, passing lap cars. I know a few lap cars did almost get in the way there a few times. So little, little sketch there. Did you watch it on Dirt to Media? I did. <laughs> um. I bucked up. I, I bucked up the money. I'm like, man, I got to watch Jacob. I don't know if anybody's catching on yet, but I'm trying to go from the least drama classes to the most drama classes before our special guest gets on here. Um, we're going to go to senior class <laughs> where Matt Johnson was P, started P5th and ended first. Nick Yoder started second, ended second. Brad Sutton. A name that's normally in the top three finished third, but he started eighth. Johnny Burge started 13, finished fourth. And Dirk Hempworth went from third and fell back to fifth. Hard charger was Johnny Burge, though. He started 13th and finished fourth. That's a hell of a run. Especially nine seniors. Or up nine. Yeah. I, I don't know how they do I it. I will say, <laughs> I watched that senior feature, and all I have to say is, is... Come on, guys. Do we like the color yellow, or do we prefer the checkered? 
Was there a lot of yellows? Because it seems there? like... The w- Always. It, w- it was at least four, or no- four to five. I mean, it's almost like... You know it's coming. Like, if you were betting man, bet on having cautions in that senior feature, and you'd make a lot of money. You figure that the senior feature would probably be the least amount of cautions, but again... Considering it's the old man group? (laughs) (laughs) No, them old man's have to kill each other. I mean, you're not wrong. It is pretty much like that. Um, Find each other for the retirement checks there. I'm going to wait on that one. Let's go to Outlaw Non-Wing. Dylan Cromer started second, finished first. Braden Black started fourth, finished second. Stone Sharp started third, finished third. Zeke Lewis, though, he was kind of on a tear. Started 10th, finished 4th. Caleb Sheetsy started 8th, finished 5th. And Garrett Sauter actually had hard charger 18th to 11th, which is how many positions? 18th to 11th? 7. Seven. I just beat an engineer in math. <laughs> I'm not an engineer yet, man. Oh. Now gotta, we... gotta wait 4 years and 20... Or... Fifty-something thousand dollars in debt. Now, then you could say I'm an engineer. Why, why not just build a micro instead of go to college? It's not my thing. I'm not a. <laughs> you just well. You may not know, but I definitely know. Rodney knows. I am not a hands-on worker at all. <laughs> you want to talk about someone with upper body strength? You don't look at me. <laughs> you don't have lower body. You strength want some? Either. You want a bolt tightened? And you actually want to tight? Don't look at me. <laughs> okay, now we get into the nitty-gritty of some topic of discussion here. Um, yeah, so let's just get right into it. Um, I'm not going to try to mix friendships and shit with this. I'm going to call it how I have seen it, how I've heard it. Cole Kirkman started second, finished first. Charlie Allen... Started fourth, finished second. Austin Helm started third, ended third. Parker Perry started fifth, ended fourth. And Noah Mel started sixth, finished fifth. Cooper Baldwin, hard charger, 17th to 11th. Uh, on the notes, it said Dysinger led most of the race, but was later caught up on an incident with a handful of laps left. I did hear Dysinger was like a rocket ship out there until then. Yeah, I think he got uh, collected there with, is it Jimmy Wood? Is that his name? In wing class? Yeah, there. I mean, there's a Jimmy Wood that runs out there. Yeah, that that would be his name. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I do know uh, Wood did go for a flip and might have came down on Dysinger, and that might have been what happened. It just so happened that when that happened, I was currently looking at my phone. <laughs> but I heard the, oh, we have a car over. Oh, from good old Bob. Um, oh, yeah. This is where our conversation gets a little difficult. Because you and I both heard about the new rule that US-24 is putting in place. It's The judgment for, calls. For those of you who don't know, this puts every track owner in a bad position. It puts every driver in a bad position. But the, the rule is, if you throw essentially a dirty slider or a half slide, and it connects with the other car, you get sent back five spots, correct? Correct. That's a long-term thing. And from my understanding is that there was a judgment call in this race. Not going to say names. But it was not made correctly, from my understanding. I do believe that is what a lot of people are saying. That, that's what I have Facebook heard. On Facebook and other social yeah, media. That's what I've read on Facebook. Um, if you want to find out, you can find it on Facebook. I'm not going to be the one to clean out dirty air, but I will talk about the a non-wing situation. Um, one of our close buddies, Sheetsy, got put back five spots in his heat for that rule, and I didn't watch it. I didn't see it, but I just think that a judgment call on something like this is very black and gray. Well, like, judgment calls are very hard to call because, one, yeah, you know, some of those people that do make the judgment calls, it's hard to see outside of the car because you can't, 
you don't you're not in the driver's head. You don't know what they were thinking. Because half the time when they throw these slide jobs, they think they're clear and it just sometimes they're just not and it's completely by accident. Like most of the time these drivers are typically clean, but you know, you get going there for a few laps, you know, slider, slider, sliders. Eventually, one of them's not going to get a good enough lead and the you know, it just happens, you know. Some of these things are just accidents. They're not even with malicious intent or anything. And in my opinion, I think that's just going to make the racing worse. There's going to be drivers that are going to be scared to do that, and then they're just going to play follow the leader. I understand. Yeah, I think. I understand the track standpoint. I understand the view here, but at the same time, it, it is a form of entertainment. It is a form of racing. If you have cars that are playing follow the leader, you're not going to have anybody that's going to want to go and watch. You're not going to have anybody that's going to... They're taking advantage. In my opinion, I feel like they're kind of taking advantage of the hand that's given to them right now. And they are kind of playing with it. And they put everybody who goes there in a bad position. They put every driver that is going there also in a bad position as well because do I want to chance this guy behind me on hitting his brakes or not? And is he just going to go full bore and run into me and it's going to be my fault? Nine times out of ten, no. Why would you? No, not if you're going to be penalized and... You know, fast spots is excessive, especially even if it is a racing incident. Now, granted, there are some situations where it is malicious. Another yeah, driver I mean, pissed off out of the other, and they, they, they might give him a short slider. They might give him the right rear. But at the end of the day, like that is still a part of racing. The Chili Bull yeah, isn't even, the Chili Bull without the sliders. Prove me wrong. Eldora is not Eldora without the sliders. Prove me wrong. I don't think dirt racing is dirt racing without slide jobs. Exactly. Because let's be honest. How many times do you go to one of those races... And you get absolutely pumped when someone is just railing the absolute piss out of the wall. And someone just throws a bomb. You know, driving it way too deep in the corner. Slide up. Everyone gets excited. I mean, you look at the World of Outlaws even, for example. How many of those races end up being a slider battle for that lead position and every and you look at the stands people are on their feet they're you know they're jumping they're screaming let me ask you know it's entertainment as a kid how many times have you said slide job oh (laughs) like daily even as a even as an adult even as a kid like even when i would go i race you know i'm i racing and i'd be sitting there i'd be going slide job exactly it's just they're taking an aspect out of racing that doesn't need to be taken out. Yeah, necessarily, and I think it's, it's going to be done, maybe. Like, they're not necessarily taking it out. Like, they can't go in and to the drivers and just, you know, no slide jobs ever again. Like, they're still going to have slide jobs, but it's not going to be to the point where, like, it's going to be one of those judgment calls where it's just going to be a shitty call in general. And in my opinion, yeah, I feel like they need, if they're going to do it, they need to have it to where it's not so gray and like black and gray. They need yeah, to have what it I to think where... they need to do is get somebody who has raced for probably ten plus years and make and have them make the judgment calls. You know, no, they've been in a car. Because they've, here's the thing. Well, they know the they, scenarios though. But, but here's the thing though, too. Like they have the judgment call on the shifting. And I'll be down in the infield taking videos and I can hear the shifting. The photographer Almost anyone can hear it, but they don't call it, but they'll call it on other people you... and stuff. Like that's where it's just like these judgment calls shouldn't be a part of the sport. In my opinion, like how NASCAR yeah, it... gets flack for it. Anyway, oh yeah. Let's, they let's... get flagged for just about everything. <laughs> let's get into, um, a non wing Parker Perry started first, finished first. Russ Dysinger started third, finished second. Stone Sharp fifth, up to third. Was that in a Whitaker car, or was that Outlaw? He was in his Whitaker car. Uh, for a class, Sharp would have been in Van Hoy's car, Scott yeah. Van Hoy, that two V car. Okay, then Outlaw. What was he in? Was he in the Whitaker car? 
Because he said he had an outlaw car on his Facebook. And I know the week before it was the Whitaker car. You don't know, do you? you I do not. Okay. You know, I, I saw an orange, but I can't remember what orange. <laughs> and then our uh, Bo Brannon was started second, finished fourth. That's unlike Bo. Bo's one of those drivers that just goes forwards majority of the time. So something happened there. Jacob Rupi, your brother, started eighth, finished fifth. That's a good run for him. Oh, yeah. He he was definitely pumped about that after the weeks with the new car, you know. I know he's been struggling mentally with that, and so that's had to be a big mental win yeah. for him. Yeah, it, it was because he's had some help from, well, my, my boss's uh, son, Dawson. Him and Jacob have been working really close on this, and Jacob was just really excited to finally get this thing started to get it dialed in here. Because he thinks this could be a game-breaking car. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be nice. I hope to see your brother be successful soon. Um, anyways, the whole thing that got us started on this conversation, Caleb Sheetsy started 20th and finished 6th in the a and wing class. I mean, honestly? He said, <sighs> take that call and shove it. Sheetsy's just a wheel man, I'm going to be honest. And not just because... I've known him for a long time just because I've watched him develop. Like, that's the one thing that makes me proud more than anything is, like, I've known Sheetsy for a long time. Like, when he was little, like, I say little, like, three, four years ago. And just seeing him to now, like, he's developed to be such a different driver. And it's, like, night and day. Like, he's leading points in two classes. He had that call. In the heat race, didn't let it bother him. Like, I know how she Sheetsy's an emotional driver. If Sheetsy gets emotional, he's either going to be shit or he's going to go balls to the wall. And this was a good night for him. He had adversity, overcame it, P20 to P6. Hats off to the kid, man. 14 spots. I mean, in the two years I've known him since he started driving for uh, Rodney at Concept, I can tell... A distinct difference from how we ended last season to that first race he ran this season. Just his decision making was way different than I've seen before. You know, the thought process was quicker. It was more decisive. You know, he, it looked like he was honestly reading and doing more than he ever was before. And it's definitely like in the A-class non-wing, it's helped him out so much because this year, I mean... What does he have? Like five, six wins? I mean, he's got a, he's got more than a hand over there. And not just in Rodney's car, his personal car, he's rocking with it. He had as many positions ganged as you did hot dogs you eat. Hey, <laughs> I don't eat hot dogs like that. You, you gizzy, glizzy gobbler. Huh? <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Oh, before we get to our guests, we're going to hit up some NASCAR here. Xfinity race, man. Gibbs and Mayer get together. Mayer takes the win, and I know those two hate each other. Uh, but what I don't appreciate is Gibbs calling out Mayer like he did. Gibbs has been in the best equipment that you could ever be in in all forms of racing. And to give a – to kind of like just, oh, yeah, I have more wins than he has, and I have, and he has more starts. I don't give a shit. If you remember I mean, right – when you look at it – Didn't Gibbs spin mm-hmm. him? At Martinsville a couple years ago? Or this year? One of the two? Gibbs has been known for spinning his teammates for wins. That's just... In my opinion, that sets doesn't set well with me. I don't... That... I don't well, like it. It doesn't help when... What is it? Granddad owns... Yeah. Race race team? I mean... Gibbs. When Gibbs you're racing. born with a racing silver... Born with a silver spoon in the mouth for racing? Yeah. I mean... Figure out how many times in his life has he really had to worry about, oh, we can't afford to fix this car if we do this. Uh, yeah. I'm not I a mean, big fan of Gibbs. Um, let's go to the cut line. Creed, you know how we talked about last week he was on the cut line? He is no longer on the cut line. Uh, he is plus 22. He finished second at Watkins Glen behind Sam Mayer. Uh, that put Herbst plus three over Klingerman. And Brandon Jones is 61 under the cut line. So, Klingerman, Herbst is going to have to do something to Daytona. Actually, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll have to do something to Daytona. I forget that they don't 
run the full schedule. So there ends at Daytona as well. Um, NASCAR, Kislowski and Harvick lock in. Bubba is now 32 over Gibbs. McDowell had a, it was not Sweden, but McDowell went through four pit stalls on his pit stop and that ruined his race for him. Did you watch NASCAR? Did he at just all? like, I did not. Did he just like drive into the wrong stall four different times? No, he went, so NASCAR, I think it's three stalls. He went through four, which is a pass through. So he came out first, had to go back around. He ended up 10th, 11th, got all the way up to, actually, no, it was like, I'm going to say 14th, 15th, got all the way up to the top 10 and then his engine blew. So talking about the highest of the high at Indy and now the lowest of the low at Watkins Glen. Um, Not even a week apart. And then another big story is Chase Elliott runs out of gas at the kink at our bus stop. And that, just like his playoff hopes, runs out. Uh, he's got to look forward to Daytona. Got probably has to only. <laughs> I think his only saving grace now is a win. It is. I mean, he's 60, I think, below the cut line. And the only people in on points are Keselowski and Harvick since there wasn't a new winner last week or this past week. And then, like I said, Bubba's in on points right now. If there's a new winner, Bubba's out, Chase is out, and we're going to a track where Corey LaJoy is decent. Justin Haley, A.J. Allmendinger was up there. Daniel Suarez isn't in there right now. Austin Dillon's not in there, and he has a Daytona 500 under his belt. So there is a line of cars ready to get in, and Bubba's got a Bubba's good at drafting tracks. I'll give him that, but it's luck, honestly. Let's be honest. It's luck. Daytona playoff spots on the line. There's going to be some solid wrecks, and then uh, William Byron gets his fifth win. So, um, and solid throughout the year. He had a he had a stretch between those June and July months where he didn't have a he didn't do well, but. Again, fifth win of the year. Last time a Hendricks car had five years or five wins in a year was Larson during his championship run. So maybe Byron's hoping for a championship win. We'll see. Um, that's going to end it here from this segment. We are going to talk to Jack Hoyer out of everybody. So uh, Jack Hoyer, he's a, a decent friend of mine. We've been golfing a couple times together. Uh, we talked fairly often um i'm excited to see him at the smackdown this weekend uh we're gonna have some conversations with him about that we're gonna talk about his come up how everything's going and his future so uh sit back relax and enjoy this all right we are starting ladies and gentlemen to my right you see that we have jack hoyer 410 sprint car driver hailing out of frankfurt indiana with five micro championships hollywood jack hoyer um, he still cannot beat me in golf, even though he got new clubs. Um, we're excited to have yep. you, Jack. You haven't played me with new clubs yet. So <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. You don't have a 56 degree wedge though. That's where, that's where we separate. True. <laughs> so Jack, we're going to get into some of the nitty gritty here. We're going to talk about your early life, talk about what you're doing now, what you're doing in the future. Um, going to take some hot takes from this weekend, from situations around the racing world and uh, see what your takes are. So uh, let's start out when you were a kid. How old were you when you started racing? I was 12, so I was late. I started racing late. I heard most of the, or I think I might have been 11, 11 or 12, one or two, but yeah, I was pretty late. You know, most kids get started in quarter or like five, four or five. I didn't start until micro, restricted micros is where I got my start. So I was late. So you started restrictors. How many years were you in restrictors? Two. Two years, and then you moved up from there. So how old are you? You're 16, 17 now? 17, yep. 17, your 410 started at 12? That's that's crazy. I did, I, I personally didn't know that. But, yeah. I mean, I've seen your driving. I've seen your style. To know that now, like, that's crazy. I was late, man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you go from restrictors. How many wins did you have in your first two years? Are you the only? Yeah, your first two years. 
23. You had 23 wins? Yeah. Under your restrictors. I won three races my first year, and I won 19 restrictor races my second year, and I won my first A non-wing race at 24. Get 20 wins. So, or 20. So you... <laughs> that that dumbfounds me, honestly. So your first ever non-wing race outside of restrictor you win? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, Almost so, makes you think you should have started earlier, doesn't it? <laughs> but that, yeah, that that's just in, blood. That's insane for me to think that. Um, so you go from micros, you go to <laughs> non-wing. Did you focus on a non-wing or outlaw non-wing first? Um. So going into our first year unrestricted, we had. We got a second car to run outlaw non-wing with, and our the car that we had been running restrictor was our A-class car, okay. and uh, we really we couldn't get the outlaw car going for like all year. We just struggled really bad. Didn't have, just didn't have any drive. Didn't have any power. It was it was rough. So I think we parked that like halfway through the year, and we focused on our A non-wing stuff, and we got it pretty good. And it was pretty good for year. I think I think we won ten races. An A non-wing our first year out, and actually won outlaw non-wing race with our A class. That takes <laughs> must have been either a really slick track or really good talent in that. <laughs> uh, so, but still, um, I was, don't take any credit away from it. Let's be honest. So, um, you go there. Um, did you have any futures of going to four ten as soon as you did, or was it more of like a dream at that point still? I mean, it was, it's always been a dream, you know, but um, I think my dad was just waiting on the right time to pull the trigger and make the move. And I think I think we moved up at the right time. My driving had matured enough to the point where it was it made sense to move up, you know, probably one of the fastest cars every night, 24, by the time we were done, if not like the fast, like yeah. that guy, you know, and. It just made sense. So. Now you grew up in what I would say is a very good core group of drivers at 24. Like you had Sheetsy, you have Bo Brandon there, Camden Winters, um, a little bit of Emerson and Axon there for really early on. Now seeing that group also evolve into some of the bigger names in micro, how does that make you feel knowing that you came from that same group? Uh, it's it feels pretty good. You know, my my guy I raced with a lot in micros was Darren Nida. Oh, I and forgot. That's literally that's the name that I popped up in my head to think about that question, and I forgot about him. I feel bad for that. I mean, we had a lot of hard battles, and you know they were like always pretty clean too. That not a lot of contact. Um, he won't like me telling this story, but my first it was at the King of the Wing for the fourth class. Uh, I junked the car in hot lap. We had to fix it. We went out to the heat race. It still wasn't fixed, so we come back. It already the features at last. I think there were probably like 11 cars or something. And drove up to second, like 10 to go, and Darren pretty far out from me. I ran him down, ran him down, ran him down. I think he was stuck in that traffic. And I passed him coming off the to get my first victor win. And <laughs> It evolved. You know, we raced. We raced each other for all four of my years in my race, and it was a good time. And now he's racing wing sprint car stuff. Did you ever think that he would move on to wing, or did you ever think he was going to stay non-wing? Uh, I I was pretty sure he'd. I mean, his dad ran wing, but it kind of made sense, and he lives close to those Ohio tracks. So. Yeah. Now, when it came to you, were you just one of those like, well? I've ran non-wing my couple, yeah, you know, your two years. Are you, did you, is that when you decided you were going to stick with the non-wing or did you want to try wing or are you just still deciding? Oh, we ran a wing. We won an a wing championship, but I don't know. In Indiana, you know, it's all non-wing stuff. I mean, if you, if you run on wing, you got to have a lot more money. You got to try a lot more. So non-wing just makes sense for now. You can good money on the local deal and USAC comes to town all the time so it's a good yeah. chance to 
competition. So it just makes sense to go. So Spicy and I covered this a little bit in our first little segment that we do. Um, you've been traveling often to US-24 since you had a mistake. Well, not really a mistake. Your engine blew in your 410 car. Let, let's start. Let's talk about how's your time with Concept been in that little time span? Uh, it's It's been really good, really. I mean, we've... I I really, like, my whole time in Micros, I don't think I ever had a conversation with Rodney. Like, all four years, I never, like, had a straight-up conversation. Uh, so, I called him one day uh, before that Micro week we had, and I, I was just asking if had plans for the 40, got in it. Um, we struggled the first couple nights, and, you know, experimental car, so... We struggled a little bit, but the more we worked together, the better we got it. And hanging out with Rodney's been really cool. He's like just a plethora of knowledge. You know, he's been around it for so long. So, you know, with a guy like him behind you, 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 you're always confident in your car and just everything about the team. Um, then you got my teammates, uh, Caleb and Camden. Uh, they've been they've been great too. So. It's it was a blast. I I really enjoyed it. I think we're gonna start slowing down on that deal now that I have another opportunity. But definitely appreciate Rodney for letting me stay in the seat while I was out of the sprint car. So it was a good time. Now let's move into that new opportunity. You are you're able to drive for the Baldwin Five, correct? Yeah. Is that a deal that you plan on being there for a hot minute, or is it just until you can get your own stuff? What's the deal there? Stay in as long as I can. You know, it's uh, definitely really good equipment. So when Kenny called me, it was like a no-brainer, you know, because I didn't have I didn't have stuff of my own anyway. But um, I probably would have went with it even if he called me, had our stuff ready to go. It just it definitely feels good to know that a guy like him trusts me with his. So. I mean, look at people that came out of that five car i mean chris windham that's the, one of the biggest names that people see out of the five baldwin look where he's at now he's with world of outlaws but see when you would go anywhere back in the late or early 2010s or late 2000s it's it's chris windham in the five dub it's always yep. what you saw me as a guy that or kid at that point was just getting into the sprint car world like Big Daddy Chris Winham. You hear that name, you see that car, like you remember it. So like it does have a legacy. It's really cool for me to see you in that car and to see you getting opportunities that I think you deserve as well because watching you race is something I miss. So seeing you at 24 has been fun for me. But watching you at the SmackDown this weekend is going to be something that I'm going to enjoy. So just know you'll have somebody cheering you on. You might not be able to hear me, but I'll be there. Appreciate it. <laughs> Um, let's get, that leads us into this conversation, this topic. You are a US 24 guy ran there. That's your home track. Um, they put a new rule in place this weekend and I just want to get a veteran driver's standpoint, a guy that knows Jim and Deb well, a guy that knows the track when it comes to judgment calls, when it comes to this rule specifically, what is your take on it? I'm not a fan like at all. I don't. I'm not a fan of that rule, and I'll I'll tell you why. It's because I mean, there's so many drivers there that are inexperienced or that just haven't been, in, and I feel like when they get in a situation where the racetrack requires you to throw a slider, sometimes they don't know what to do when a guy throws a slider on them, and you know they can't like make that decision. Of, drive around it or whether they can turn down. I think that causes 50% of the competition to be on sliders. And I think the drivers need to make a judgment call just as much as the track needs to make a judgment call. I, I agree with that 100%. I, I, I know where Jim and Deb are coming from, but it's just like, man, it's hard. It's hard to make that decision when you're not out there. Like, I, I'm not a fan. But no. I, no, I, with that rule, 
are you going to be afraid to throw a slider? Like, is that something that goes through your mind now as a driver? Nope. No, you're still going to send her? I'm just going to do my... I feel like... I feel like I'll know if I make the wrong move. And if I get penalized for something that I think wasn't my fault, like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Can't really do anything about it, so... Now, let's touch a little bit more on 24 what what has been your biggest heartbreak of any race that you've ever been a part of i think i may know this answer because i was there that night but let me hear your answer big dance 2022 <laughs> i'm still upset about it i was that was bad you, i i remember that night like it was nothing because i remember being on the back stretch and there's a red flag and you were you were by far the fastest car like miles away, you're in the Eversol car, right? Yeah, yeah. In the '99, and like, you were gone, honestly. And yeah, what what goes through your head the rest of the year knowing that something like that happened? I mean, you know, you have the speed. But you know, that was our last big race of the year. I have another opportunity to show shows, but. Went on and we won the Rich Sterling Memorial, and that, that felt. Good. But it's not the chance, you know. Like that's a that's a big race. That'll put you on the map quick. That was that was it. And then you go from there, along with multiple other like races in your life. What is your biggest win? Uh, Money wise, it's the. Memorial, but I think, uh, in my personal opinion, the biggest win, Carol Smith. I won. I won Carol Smith two years in a row and on wing. I mean, those are just. That's like kids just, just putting that thing together, and it just makes it seem like it's way bigger than it is. But it feels rolling the track on Carol Smith week. You you feel the energy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's a big deal. You feel the family environment too. That's one thing I noticed being there. Like, you go there to race, but at the same time, like everybody's family. Yeah, yeah. And now let's talk about your future. I know you said you got the 410 car with Baldwin. Do you have any plans to hit up like bigger races in the coming years? Like, Chili Bowl is that on your list, or is a World of Outlaw race on your list? Like, what's there? I mean, I'm just kind of playing it by you know, kind of go low. Everybody, everybody, what my is in race, and I know you'll answer to that. My, my goal is just, some, just what I love, and you know, I'm definitely lie, you you cut out a little bit there towards like the middle of the conversation, bub. Right. So I don't know um, if it's your phone or not. You've been cutting in and out like a lot. I tried. I even mute spicy because I thought it was him, but I just I didn't what? hear the half part there. Well, what I leave off on? Just I heard my goal, and then it kind of like stuttered in and out the rest of the time. Well, somebody drove like by. Doing the ramrod interview. <laughs> this um, is a ramrod interview. You'd be fucking weird still. <laughs> anyway, my goal is just make a living. Yeah. Doing. It. So, um, I don't really care what that's in, but if I can make a living, I'll be happy. Well, I know you're not going to make a living swinging a golf club, so this is probably the next best thing for you. <laughs> um, talking about golf, um, you actually have a full schedule outside of racing, honestly. That's one thing that a lot of people outside of 24 that don't really know you don't understand is you, you, you golf in high school. Like, you still go to high school. How is it juggling that task for you? I mean, at this point, I'm used to it, but, but uh, sometimes. Stuff, you know, just when you have either a show or like a week a weeknight show, it, it gets tough because you got home to do. You got to go in the morning, home at 12, 1 a.m. I mean, once you get used, not bad. But this week, SmackDown will be a little rough Friday, but I'm I'll be fine. That's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, are you excited for the SmackDown? Is that is this your first like? big show or have you done smackdown stuff before i ran smackdown last year and we features i think we missed it by one spot the night um 
two spots the next night and then two spots on the final night. So you're that was your own equipment as well, right? Yeah. So I mean like you're yeah. there, you just there, you just I mean, luck. That's the thing with racing. And that's the one thing that I noticed with you too is like luck is a big thing. Mm, I don't really <laughs> luck, but you don't have that horseshoe on in your ass? Nah. No. <laughs> um Well Spice, you got anything? Well, I wanted to ask a question here, completely off topic. But why did you choose the number eleven? Steve Kinzer, man. I was respectable answer. I played the World of Outlaws 2002 game all the time, and I was always just I raced as him when I wasn't in career mode, and that just ended up. I mean, you know, I knew he was like the greatest of all time, and I was like, why wouldn't I want the greatest number? Time, so that's just what I went with. That makes sense. I mean, good question, Spicy. I feel like Spicy's getting better. Give you an attaboy. You got anything was... else? I was going to ask here, so since your number comes from, you know, the greatest of all time, did you also idolize Steve Kinzer growing up? Like when not, you started kind of getting into that racing? Not really, because I never saw him race in person. Like he was like, he almost felt like he was fake. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like, I never saw him. My my idol, who I looked up to in racing was John Stambro because my dad worked with him for like, well, he, they've been friends for a long time. And when on the use in 2013, um, my dad was on the tour with him. So I just, I've always on and somebody up to forever. So, so what, I guess, when you started racing, what was your thoughts behind it? Was it just something that you wanted to try and would see where it go? Or was it something that you and your dad was full bore, like, hey, this is what we're doing. You're getting in this car. We're going to see how far this takes us. I mean, at first, I think it was just a fun thing to do. But um, as we realized, like, okay, maybe we got something here, it definitely became more of a not just for fun thing. Like, we were going to win, and we were going to be fast, and we were going to show people what we got so it definitely it was pretty quick when that table kind of turned but spicy anything else you know i'm trying to think of another kind of a steve kinzer question here so i know you said earlier he's the greatest of all time do you aim to be him the greatest of all time in whatever racing format you do. I mean, do you aim to be the greatest? Or do you just... I'm going to answer that for you, Jack. If, if Spicy, if he's getting in the car, he's got to have that mindset or else he ain't going to be good. Right, Jack? Some people don't. Do you just go out to piss around? No, dude. I'm... <laughs> Every so night. I know, I've know. i known Jack for a while, and Jack's one of those kids that's 100% or nothing. So... I love you, spicy. <laughs> but I mean, I think honestly, on the goat topic, let's let's go that for a second. Uh, Kyle Larson's got to be running at this point. I mean, him and Donnie. I mean, I think I think uh, like more than Donnie, but Larson's definitely up there. I mean, when you can win two Knoxville Nationals. You can win in a late model anywhere. You can win in a NASCAR. You can win a NASCAR championship. You can get in a sprint car, four ten non wing, and win in that midget week when he had his um, tour after he got kicked out of NASCAR. Just phenomenal. Like you can't, you can't, you can't say no to him. Like he is, he's somebody that I'm gonna tell my kids. Like my parents grew up. Oh, you should have seen Dale on Heart Race. I'm gonna be the guy. That you should have seen. Kyle Larson race anything. Yeah. 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 He, uh, that year that he was running all dirt was probably like one of the of all time for any race forever. I, I think he won like 10 of his races or something in that thing because he races. 
say he had like a big streak going too of like 20 some races in a row yeah, he was good thing i mean anything he got in like you said that i think on the first five nights of midget week that year they put a bounty on him yeah he literally won midget week i was at kokomo when he won it but he won it just by signing up like he went that's how he won the championship just signed up funny story about that so i went to charlotte that next year for nascar and i went to this place called the racing warehouse they sell nascar sheet metal and stuff and there was a nose from his midget from the sport or midget week that he won signed by him 20 whatever midget week winner i got offered to buy it for 250 bucks you know how much it sold at auction for like no. fifteen hundred. I I mean I bet. I kicked myself in the ass so many times because of that, because I I was one of the, I was like man like I don't have the money but it would be nice even if I bought it and I needed money somehow like I could sell it and then I didn't and then yeah I've been kicking myself in the ass. That'd be nice to have. So I think that is it from here. Um, you have any questions for us? I mean you can ask us questions. We we ask you questions for twenty some minutes. I'm good. You good. good? Spicy, are you good with your peacock good. hair? I'm good. good. <laughs> hey, Jack. it's grown in nice. Well, Jack, I can't wait to watch you this weekend on SmackDown. I can't wait to watch you the rest of the year. I'm excited to see you grow as a driver and especially as a person. Um, I can't wait to beat you still in golf with your new clubs. So whenever you want that, just hit me up. <laughs> um, everybody at Dirt to Media appreciates you coming on. Uh, we will see you at the track, and hopefully we can get another interview a couple years later when you have a USAC championship underneath your belt and you're not too famous for us, right? Uh, never. All right. Well, we appreciate you, Jack. All right. Thanks. That was a nice interview with Jack Hoyer. I look forward to him getting to where he's wanting to go. He's a great driver to cheer for. I love watching him grow up. I, I didn't know I was watching him grow up, but I loved watching him grow up from restrictors to micros now to four tens um ladies and gentlemen dirt to media if you want somebody to cheer for and you sack and you don't know that is a great guy very humble very cool to talk to i just enjoy his presence his time his golf game isn't the best but i did enjoy talking to him spice you got anything with that I was just going to add, my brother, he started racing late, or micro racing late too, but we started trickling into 24 in that 2019 area, and I had no idea who Jack Hoyer was, you know, just thought it was another name, another another person on the track. Well, after that second race weekend, it started to kick in that this guy, this guy is someone, I mean... You don't go out there, you set quick time, you win the heat race, you win the feature in dominating fashion. I mean, you don't do that just because, you know, you had luck that night. You do that because you had skill. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't just go out, and even if it, per se, does rubber up, because it does rubber up, you know, every now and then, We rubber takes skill to run. It's not everyone can really, can do it that well, but, you know... You see someone like this that is so young still and can run these more technical and complex situations and just outperform almost everyone else on the field. It's it's honestly incredible, and it just shows how bright of a future there is. I mean, undoubtedly, a huge future ahead. I look forward to his opportunity in the Baldwin car. Like we talked about in the interview, that used to be one of the top cars in USAC, so I look forward to seeing him there. Um, this week on Dirt to Media, you're going to have points night number nine at US 24 Speedway, and then you're also going to have the 600 micro, micro sprint race week number six at Mountain Creek Speedway. Those are the only two that we have on tap for Dirt to Media. Last weekend was packed. If you didn't get a chance to watch Dirt to Media last weekend, um, this coming up month, we're going to have in September alone, like we've got National Micro Sprints, US 24 Paul Moyer Memorial, uh, KKM Challenge, the US 24 weekly races, Mountain Creek weekly races, Micro Mania down in Little Texas Motor Speedway. We're going to have that every night. 
and then we're going to have the Deuces Wild on September 28th, 29th, and 30th, the richest weekend in micro racing. So I guarantee you, you will see big names out there. You're going to see Frank Flood. You're going to see Steven Snyder. That's going to be a race to watch there. And um, I think we have something special in the works for that weekend since it is a Dirt to Media sponsored event. I think we won't get something special for everybody. So just be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for some more announcements with a podcast. Um, I don't know how we've been doing on views and stuff, but I feel like going to the track, I have people talk to me. They, they're excited with the conversations we have. So I look forward to enjoying this as much as you do. So uh, with that said, Spicy, you got anything left? Just keep it spicy. Oh, God.